Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 484 of the Drunk Treasure Podcast. As always, I'm Tyler. And joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Always popping his Yo. collar. Look at him. <laughs> Look at him. Feeling all feisty well, on a Friday. I'll tell you what, Tyler. I'm feeling pretty good. It's Friday night. Whole bunch of random shit happening. But at the same point, playing lots of Elden Ring still, and I'm having a good week. So I am doing fantastic. How are you doing? Oh, you know, just clanging and banging as always, Gables. You know me. Um, <laughs> doing okay. I am on my very last uh, Mountain Dew Hard. Well, at least you're almost done with it. <laughs> it's the the Black Cherry one. is. I saved the worst for last. Um, the Black Cherry, which oddly enough is my favorite of like the White Claws and all those. Like the, the whatever, 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 I don't know what they're called kind of drinks. I can't think of it the name of the types of drinks they are but like of those like the white claw type the white claw family um as the kids say um the the black cherry is always my go-to um but somehow mountain dew like the other ones are pretty good even the watermelon one oddly pretty good mm. uh the black cherry ones are awful um so i had three of these left uh well i have two left i drink i drink i drank one a couple weeks ago uh yes. then i had two left so i drank one before the show and i'm drinking i'm almost done with the last one I'm very proud of myself. Um, I'm happy that it's finally it's it's finally over, Cables. It's finally <laughs> over. Uh, I could be free, and I can go back to drinking my better beer that I have uh, in in the uh, in my fridge. So, oh god, I'm so burpy. I, I just hate it. I just hate the way it makes me feel. But I couldn't waste it. You know, I just had to drink. They're very expensive. It's like a twenty dollars twelve pack. And I'm like, damn. I gotta drink them. Um, so yeah, they're over. It's over, Cables. The week is over. Uh, it is now the weekend. Uh, we were recording this on a Friday night. Uh, typically, you know, Saturday night is our recording night, but uh, I have plans uh, this weekend. Uh, Justin, who, if you don't know, was is my best friend. I've known him for 25 years. He's getting married next month. Um, so we are doing a bachelor party, party for him tomorrow. Uh, I'm really excited. He doesn't really know what we're doing. Uh, it's not too crazy, but it's going to be a very good time. But uh, yeah, so we're doing that tomorrow. So uh, Gables was nice enough to accommodate me Uh to do this even though he has to work tomorrow so i appreciate that gables all right um, hey, no problem but yeah um uh, this is the drunk Dashers podcast where every week we get together we talk about video games uh we're doing this for almost nine years now uh nine yep. years in may we're, we're sort of, uh, memorial day weekend so we're a couple months away from that gables uh but yeah uh if you like this show please go to wherever pods are cast uh twitter facebook uh youtube all those places please like follow subscribe share um, if you're watching us on YouTube, please click the like button over by Gable's junk area. He will really appreciate if you did that for him. Uh, and I'll appreciate that as well. Cause that's just more likes. And the more you like, uh, our podcast, the more the happy it makes you feel. And it especially makes Gables feel. Um, but if you, if you're watching us on YouTube also, please, uh, if you go to the link tree, if I remember to put it in the show notes, uh, you, it's like, I, I'm batting like uh, 700 on that, which if I, if I was a baseball player, I'd be in the hall of fame. Um, but, uh, I put it in the show notes, go down there, click the link tree, and that will take you, that will show you the links to everything we are available on, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts now, I guess is what they call it, all those places. Please go there, uh, follow us, like us there, and download the audio version of the podcast, because every time you download it, we get one penny. No joke, we get, one, we get one penny, one penny. So uh, every penny, every time you download it, that's uh, one more, that's one step closer to uh starbucks drinks which gables obviously as if you're watching us on youtube 
just took a drink of a Starbucks drink. Wasn't even oh, yeah. wasn't even playing that. He just did it. No. Uh, so <laughs> Gables and I are are we are we are whores for Starbucks. Um, so we will gladly do terrible things for Starbucks, like do this podcast. Uh, so, anyways, <laughs> uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, please, please don't leave. Uh, stick with us at least to the end. Uh, but um, anyways, Gables, let's, let's get some of the news this week. Um, starting with, um, it's not been a major, it's, been, it's not been a crazy, crazy news week. Uh, a lot of smaller topics. I thought it'd be a little bigger because uh, GDC is going on this week, the Game Developer Conference. But it's been like three years since they've had one. Obviously, it's COVID. Uh, it's been going on in San Francisco. And uh, I'm like, does things happen at GDC? I don't remember. And like sometimes you might hear some like, uh, yeah. some like some announcements or like I think what's gonna happen is because there's a lot of journalists talking to game devs I I, mm-hmm. I think in the next couple of weeks there's gonna be some leaks coming out because yep. people got people got some drunk at some parties um it's kind of like the the it's like the NFL combine where like they all go to like watch the college players right for the draft and it's like all like the the journalists and the NFL like scouts and front office people and they all get drunk at the bar and they start telling each other rumors um and telling each other, and like, that's when all the rumors come out and all the secrets come out um it's like that but um for video games and i, I feel like in the next couple of weeks we're going to we're going to some uh, nice juicy scoops but for right now not a whole lot um uh, but we'll have to wait and see but we, we there are a couple things that happened out of GDC that we'll mention later but uh starting off though with this um, this one that broke today from uh, Jason Schreier at Bloomberg, um, and so a lot of people are starting to corroborate it, like Jeff Jeff Grubb, who's a known leaker, uh, and a lot of other sites are kind of talking about it as well. So the PlayStation Spartacus, which um, if you don't know, if you've been living under a rock for a long time, uh, is uh, the kind of like their Game Pass equivalent, which uh, that's kind of like the go-to phrase for. It, but um, I've talked about. I don't know if it's fair to compare it to that, but anyways. Um, apparently it's going to be unveiled sometime next week. Uh, we thought it was going to be a couple weeks ago. We knew it's coming up soon. The plan was always release it in spring. Um, there was like, there was a rumor that it was going to be a couple weeks ago. Uh, cause there was, there was going to be a state of play happening, which the state of play happened, but it was, mm-hmm. it was like Japan related stuff. Um, uh, so apparently that's going to be announced next week, which makes sense. Cause now we are into spring. Um, they've been doing like behind the scenes, like testing of it, uh, for the last month or so. Uh, so it sounds like, um, it's going to be coming. We don't know if it's going to be out next week, but it's at least going to be unveiled next week. Uh, for people who don't know real fast, um, kind of the plan of it is there's going to be three tiers. It'll be a $10 tier, which is just the base PlayStation. Plus, as as we know it, the same thing it's been for years. Uh, there's going to be a second tier. I can't remember the main. Like It's going to be like 13 bucks with the... Obviously, the price that people were saying the prices aren't concrete, but this is kind of like what like some of the stuff they've been hearing. It's like 13 bucks. Um, it's going to be like PlayStation Plus with PlayStation Now combined. And then like the yeah. uh, the top tier is gonna be like sixteen dollars, um, and it's gonna be like all that stuff plus like game trials and better discounts and um, like you get more options for like uh, for like you get more games and like the idea is it's gonna be mostly focused on the back catalog of PlayStation games like PS one, PS two games, and PS three games. Um, no confirmation on if they're gonna be like downloadable or streaming only. Um, you know, because like I think PS1 and PS2 games you can download, PS3 games you can only stream. So that's been a big question. Uh, day like big the new like big PlayStation games will not be day one uh, games. Like you know, when God of War Ragnarok comes out, that will not be on the service right away. That'll still be a seventy dollars title. Um, but they did Makes say 
yeah. Um, so and we'll, we can jump into that more as we go here. But uh, some of the stuff I said to talk about that is like they want to have a very impressive launch lineup. We don't know what that means as far as like is that just back catalog stuff? Is that going to be? Uh, are they going to have like we saw like Shadow Warriors three was a PS one or PS now day one game. Um, we've seen in the past like PS plus games have been like day one game like Rocket League, uh, Fall Guys. Um, we've seen uh, they're like that Mary. Uh, the, it was, la- was it last year? The puzzle game, Mary... Mer- Mer- I don't remember what it's called. Um, that was... Kind of people... It, was, it got mixed reviews on. Uh, but we've seen in the past with PS Plus, they've been doing that. But they, so that it sounds like they're going to focus more on that. But also, like, I don't... We don't know, like, is it going to be more indie stuff day one? Or is it going to be, like, third, like bigger third-party stuff? What, what, anyways, so it sounds like it's going to happen next week. Um, we'll have the big blowout and everything. Well, obviously, we'll talk about it next week. when we, If it does happen, we'll... We'll talk about everything, but I don't know. What's your excitement level? What's your thoughts level on this finally happening? Keeping the excitement level at a moderate type of thing, because it could be just like what uh, rumors have been covering to where it's like a merger between PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now, meaning possibly like the same type of things being available, only like different type of price tiers, just based upon what you want to do in terms of a service. Like if you want just the just the casual online, or just the bare minimum stuff, you can still do that. I mean, granted, you know, if if it the rumors are true and stuff, and you have like a whole bunch of like uh, monthly fees and stuff, you're going to be paying more for PlayStation Plus, obviously, for a year than you were initially. But uh, other than that, though, I'm kind of interested in seeing what their catalog is going to be when the eventual Spartacus does go through and launch on the PlayStation Store front and stuff. When people have an actual chance to go for them and sink their teeth into. Because the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to seeing is the availability of some of the classic games that they have inside of there. I mean, obviously, original PlayStation, PS2, potential PS3 stuff. That all depends upon what what they do with their PS3 emulation stuff. Because part of the reason why I have a PS3 right now is because, well, that system is kind of hard to emulate for. And mm-hmm. that's part of the reason why it's being streamed through PlayStation Now on PS4 and PS5, respectively. But, uh, yeah, definitely the classic games. I would definitely want to see where that's going to go forth with that. But uh, seeing how appealing the price ranges are, seeing what type of the incentives and stuff. But, yeah, I'm I'm just up the boat where I'm keeping it moderate. I'm not too excited. I'm not kind of, like, uh, keeping a low profile or anything else of it. I just feel like it's going to be that type of thing where it's going to be announced. People are just going to say, oh, okay, I can understand this and that, you know? Which I can understand why Sony is taking the direction where they don't want a lot of their big main first-party games available day one on this service is because they want to get as much bank as they can from these initial $70 purchases possible. I mean, it makes sense from them business-wise because uh, why would you want to put them all on this service here for free and stuff where you can go immediately get that $70-plus investment day one? Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't have... I mean, Sony's situation opposed to like what Microsoft is doing right now. For Microsoft... It makes more sense for their first party stuff to go on this type of a service because it's kind of etching forward to where a lot of even some of their physical games or some of their first party physical games are not entirely on the discs themselves and stuff like that. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much taking Halo Infinite in terms of that perspective to where even when you have like the actual game disc and stuff, you're not getting the entirety of the single player on the disc itself. It's just the multiplayer thing from what I've understood. But, uh, but yeah, just seeing what Microsoft has for their scenario and then seeing PlayStation, you know, Sony doing what, what they want to do and stuff, it's, it's going to be fascinating to see what their response is going to be towards Game Pass. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. And we, we talked about this um, about a month ago when the uh, leaks happened as far as, like, the pricing, what the pricing would be and stuff like that, kind of what each one would bring. Um, I'm kind of curious what, like, you know, we would go. So we know it's, like, they're basically combining PlayStation Plus with PlayStation Now. But I'm curious what that third tier is. Like, what's the big difference there? Like, exactly, like, cool, we're going to have game trials and, like, the time might vary. Kind of like what EA, like, EA Play does with, like, you get a 10-hour game trial for all their games. Uh, but it sounds like it's not going to be just a, a blanket time. Like, it, it's going to be game to game. Because obviously, like, 10 hours of, like, a God of War Ragnarok game trial is a lot. But, like, you know, but, like, if it's Gran Turismo, 10 hours there is a completely different kind of thing. Um, right. But, like, I'm curious what that third tier is going to be. Like, what really sells it, like, to go more than, oh, it's just PS Plus and PS Now combining together. Um and like possibly what they're gonna do as far as like indie games go, like are they gonna have are they gonna have day one games? Are they gonna have like, um, are they gonna have like those, you know, the double A kind of games and like day one or like what what are the options gonna be for the third party stuff? Um, what's gonna be the first party stuff that's on there day one? Is like Miles Morales gonna be on there? Is um, Spider Man gonna be on there? Like we know all the PlayStation PlayStation Collection stuff that's on the PS Five already will be on there for sure. Um, but like what are they gonna add to that? I imagine they're gonna add some stuff to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, like I said, I'm going to open-minded and I, 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 I've said it before, like, I don't know if it's fair to compare it to game. I'm like, maybe not fair, but like, I'm not going to compare this to game pass. Uh, and I know it's gonna be difficult because Xbox PlayStation are competitors. Like it's, it's impossible not to compare them. Uh, especially at the price points are gonna be similar. Um, but I like the thing I said last month was like, I look at this more like, it's kind of like a combination of really what like. Nintendo is doing with their online stuff where it's like, here's a bunch of our old games in a, in a service. Um, and then also kind of like more like what EA plays doing where, you know, it's like you're going to have our, our older games, our, our game, our games are going to be there day one, but here's trials for these games that are coming out. And like, you can play them like a week early or whatever. Um, and then also like, here's a bunch of back catalog stuff of our games. And I think that's more what it's going to be like. And eventually like maybe t- as time goes on, like they add those games to the service, you know, like we see like uh, Madden 22, the new Madden every year always comes to uh, EA Play, uh, usually the week or two after the Super Bowl. Uh, same with like NBA 2K 22. A lot of times you'll see that come up. It'll be free on PS Plus or Game Pass, something like that. Um, around the NBA Finals, like you can always kind of plan that out. Um, so I, I think of it more like that. Um, and I think it's been very interesting. People have been talking about like if it, like the, these day one. And like I'm, I'm really not trying to be like a fanboy. I'm just trying to like, I love Game Pass. Um, I have been a backer of Game Pass for for many basically since it began. Um, but like, I, I I always feel like I always gotta like defend like PlayStation on these kind of things sometimes, um, especially with this. Where I keep hearing people say like, well, if it doesn't have day one games, uh, then it doesn't have a chance. And I have a lot of things to say about that. One, um, you know, with the day one thing, uh, the big reason why the, the the Xbox went to this route was A, they were losing. B, they didn't really have a lot of day one. They didn't have exclusive games um, to begin with. Like, that was the whole like issue with Xbox One was there was very few first-party games. And when the first-party games that did come out, like, think how many great Xbox One exclusives were there? Can you think of one like Gears five was Gears five was my favorite Gears four and five were my two favorites, but like the Forza games were really good. Um, and that's about it. You know, we're like, 
maybe PlayStation first party games aren't your are your thing, but you can't deny that like they're for people they were commercially really successful and also people yes. for the most part people love them. Um that's what, like their point, like business wise I would love it if like God of War Ragnarok came to this service day one. I would save oh, yeah. a ton of money if PlayStation games came to day one on the service. I want that no badly. Shit. But business wise, it's really stupid because you know why? Their games sell. Um when we talk about like Halo five sold I think like four or five million copies. Um mm-hmm. where like Days Gone has sold seven or eight million copies. That game was considered a disappointment. Uh, Horizon, Spider Man, Spider Man Miles Morales, God of War Ragnarok, Last of Us, Last of Us Part Two, all those games sold twenty plus million copies. Yes, um, they did. So it'd be really super for them to do that. Or like I talked about, like Halo Wars Two, which I know is not a mainline Halo game, but it is a Halo, a game with Halo in the title, sold less than a half a million copies. Yeah, and that was a sequel to a game that was initially. A Xbox 360 classic type yeah. of game that it did perform all right in terms of that stuff, but that was highly coveted in terms of a sequel for years. Yeah, it, it, and it was a it's a it's a it's a fucking Halo game, even though it's not it's an RTS, it's still a Halo game. Um, so that's that, and it's a big part. Like when you're losing, uh, and you're not, you know, you don't have first party games, you have to do drastic. We've seen that over and over again. We've seen PlayStation do that with PS4 when they were losing, like all the things they did. When they with when they totally like oh we're cheaper oh you want to uh, when Xbox said you got to be online all the time it's like you don't have to be online it, oh you like you want to be able to share your games with your friends here you go like we've seen that and it's gonna happen eventually when the Xbox I think eventually Xbox at the worst case will be neck and neck and they will be on tiered on par together uh, and maybe they already are I don't know um, but when it comes to first party stuff not yet um, but when they get there there's gonna be a day where PlayStation is gonna do the same thing. Um, and that's part of my point. And then also my point is like going back to like what I was saying about like people like loving and talking about how like PlayStation games have to be there day, like the, the day one, they have to be there. Um, like I just said about Xbox one games, um, game pass has been around for almost four years now came out. I yes, believe around E3, they announced, I believe at E3 2018. Um, what are the big Xbox exclusives that have come out before last year? Take out Halo, take out Forza Horizon 5. Uh, obviously, those are the two biggest ones. Before that, what we got? Forza Horizon 4, Gears 5, mm. Crackdown 3. Those are the yep. three big ones. Yep. In the previous three and a half years, that thing had been out. Um, Not exactly like... I mean, like Forza Horizon 4, very good game. Gears 5 was my game of the year for 2019. Love that game. Uh, Crackdown 3 was a game that came out. Um, we don't need to say anything more about that. Um, so that's my point is like people say that, oh, these have to be there day one. No, they don't because the best part about game Pass is and game Pass is amazing. It's awesome. Gables and I have been broken records about how much we love game pass, especially me well, yeah. over the last year and a half, two, three years. Um, but the best part about game pass has been like these awesome indie games. We find on them or these awesome, like double a games we find on them. Uh, we had we talked about last year. We did our beginning of this year, last year, whatever it was, when we did our game of the year list. Like, I had three or four games on my game of the year list that were Game Pass games, and yes. o- and only one of those was was an Xbox exclusive or an Xbox was Halo Infinite. Everything else was not an exclusive, was not um, a uh, 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 like an Xbox Studio game. Um, 
So that's that's where I look at. Like, if they could come out and like, like I said, I'm not like if we're gonna like inevitably pair these two together, or like com- like when we compare these together, which I understand is gonna happen. It's the nature of the business. They're competitors. There's they're creating this to compete with Game Pass, uh, so that's gonna happen. Um, but we gotta look at it a little more open minded with that. We gotta like take that take that away. Where we just could co- compare it on merit, like an awesome back catalog, which I think both can have. Mm-hmm. And then what are the kind of games we're gonna see come out like on day one of them? We've seen like I mentioned, we've seen good PS Plus games come out uh, day one on PS Plus. Like I just mentioned, Rocket League, Fall Guys. Um, yep. we see that we see this not all the time, but a few times a year, we get a pretty solid, uh, indie game that comes out on the service day one. Um, buck snacks, another one. Um, so yeah, I, I, am looking at it like that. Uh, I'm going to come in, I'm going to go in open-minded. Um, I do want to know how it's going to work for people that have like PS plus already. Like someone like me, I think I had PS yeah, plus really. until like June, 2024. So I'm good for a while. Um, I don't think they're going to do the thing that Xbox did where like, they like, Hey, for a dollar, you can upgrade to it. And they just add it onto your time. Like if you had like three mm. years of Xbox live gold, you just pay a dollar and they just get game pass for a, you know, for a dollar for three years. Um, I don't think you're going to do something like that. I wonder if like, Hey, just pay the additional, just pay the difference type of thing. Or how, I'm curious how it's going to work. Um, you know, but, uh, I don't know. I th- I'm sure they have a plan for that, obviously. Cause you know, people that pay most people probably pay yearly for it. So, oh no, I'm excited for it. I like I said, I'm going to open minded. Um, my big thing is like if it comes out, the biggest disappointment is gonna be for me is like, um, if this comes out and PS3 games and like old games, you still have to stream them. Uh, that's gonna be the biggest bummer. Or if at the very least they don't like, there was that um, what's it called when you get the rights to something? Um, the patent. They had the patent. To be able to like basically like modify the PS5 to like download like PS3 games essentially, um, so if they f- if they at least have like say like hey it's coming out, uh, you can't do it yet like but there's a plan there's this plan and they have a good timetable for it and it's like re- soonish that hey you can download PS3 games onto your console and here's when it's three to six months from now that will make me feel a little better not super happy but like i don't know it'd be great like to be able to like go back like, like i don't want to go back and like play metal Gear Solid 4 for a long time but i'm purposely waiting for spartacus to come out in the hopes that i can download it to play this game um and like the the ico like ico i totally missed that game i want to play that game um you know obviously i love japan studios so i want to play that game um so yeah i like i said i am optimistic open-minded uh and i you know I'm, i can't wait I'm really excited to see what what they what they do and what they have and like you know what, what they're gonna do to uh kind of like you know compete in this uh streaming world that or this uh subscription world that we're in now. So anything you want to add, Gables, before we move on? Oh no, I think you perfectly summed it up. Okay, thank you. Sorry, I went long on that. Uh, I meant to make that quick and I did not. I apologize. Uh but moving on, Gables too. I just want you know I thought it'd be important for us to update. Uh, speaking of PlayStation, it'd be kind of a PlayStation uh, heavy podcast. Uh, a little bit uh, this week. Um, but uh, so we talked about Grand Turismo 7 last week about all the issues. Mm-hmm. Like it just came back up uh, when we recorded last week. And there's a lot of issues about people were upset that they uh, made it so that you earn less rewards to buy uh, stuff in the store. Um, and then like they raised the prices of stuff in this, like for microtransaction sake. So everything was built around you basically uh, 
paying more money, uh, real money, uh, to to unlock things. Uh, so they came out with an up with a, a blog today. Comes some of the stuff here. They're saying that they uh, they gave all players that played the game before March 25th, as long as you logged on um, be uh, before April 25th, you get one million dollars of free credits, which I believe I guess is like uh, like around eleven twelve dollars in real dollars. So it's not not nothing. Um, they will. So they said that there's gonna be some updates over the next month. Uh, to fix a lot of things. Uh, these will not be like all day one, or this is not all fixed today kind of stuff. But uh, they will increase the rewards in the event uh, in the events in the latter half of the world circuits uh, by approximately 100% on average. Because uh, like a lot of things people were saying was like they like dropped like the earnings from like, anywhere from like 10 to 50% on stuff. So yeah. Um, addition uh, of a high rewards for clearing the circuit experience. So I'm not. I'm not. Like, I don't play Grand so I don't fully understand. All the things they're saying here, but this is kind of what the stuff they're saying here. Addition of uh, high rewards for clearing the circuit experience and all gold and all bronze re- results. Uh, increased rewards in online races. Include a total of eight new one-hour endurance race events to missions. These will also have a higher reward settings. Uh, increase the upper limit of non-paid credits in player wallets from 20 million credits to 100 million credits. Increase the quantity of used and legend uh, cars on offer at any given time. Another thing they did say is that a big issue people have is like previously, if you play as you played the game, you would unlock new cars just from playing the game, and then if you didn't like them, you can sell them uh, in the yeah. store and then buy uh, new cars with them. And the, in seven here, uh, they took that option where you can you still earn the cars, but you can't sell them if you don't want them. So that was a big complaint from people as well, and they said they're going to fix that as well. So. Still bullshit they did it. I feel, you know, obviously this isn't like, like oh, we forgive you, PlayStation. We'll, uh, poly, 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 polyphony. Polyphony? Yeah. Yeah, polyphony. Fuck yeah. It's so hard. I can't do it. Uh, I, oh, I just did there. But other than that, I can't do it. Um, so, yeah, it's still bullshit they tried it. Uh, we, we bitched about this last week. Um, but, uh, I mean, I guess, hey, I, I don't know if they hear us, but it doesn't, doesn't make it okay. What about you, Eagles? Hmm. When it comes to this, yes, it's not okay to where they initially had the offset to where this thing was initially in their plans where they wanted to make sure that people wanted to invest inside of a lot of their microtransactions in order to fully get the full experience of their game in general. You pay $70 for Gran Turismo 7, right? On the PS5, uh-huh. $60 for the PS4, give or take. But... In that regards, it's like you got reduced amount of income in regards to what you earn per race. On top of that, you have to grind a hell of a lot in order to get the stuff that you do want to get. And on top of that, you have certain cars and certain cosmetics and stuff that are so like that are so overly like uh, priced in regards to literally like some cars are like forty dollars per car. Yeah, where in the previous like, game they are one to five dollars. Now they're yes five to forty dollars. So yeah. Now, granted, I am. I do appreciate that they went through and addressed their fans to where it's like, okay, we're going to give you this so much credits and stuff in this regards. And we're working on the improvements to the specific type of issues that players have been having. I hope one of those issues that they do resolve is a regards to uh, playing the game offline. If they wanted to play the game offline, because that game is so heavily tied with like a DRM type of thing to where if you if the PS if the PlayStation Network goes down and stuff and you want to play this game offline or something like that, you couldn't even do that when their servers were down. Yeah. That 
was that happened not even that long ago, and it pissed a hell of a lot of people off who bought the game because it's like here you have the seventy dollar game you just purchased at a retailer, you just purchased online and stuff through their storefront, but you can't play it because it's always supposed to be connected online. You yeah, can't. And it went down on top of that. Went down on Thursday night and didn't come back up till Saturday morning. Exactly. Um, you have like a thirty hour difference, roughly. Prime and stuff, and gaming time. Yeah. Yeah. A demo. Yeah. But I am glad that they that Polyphony Digital has went through and addressed their fans. They're obviously a lot of the gamers in there that want to get a good amount of time playing this game. But at the same point, you know, it's like they got to improve upon a lot of different core aspects if they want to earn more of the trust of their fans in general. Because it definitely does not excuse the fact that they were they were going through and intentionally leaving the stuff out when game when reviewers got yep. their copies of this game. Yep. That can't be hidden in that regards. <laughs> Literally that can't be an Activision move. That. Absolutely. Because absolutely that Activision did the same thing with Crash Team Racing. Yep. When that game released a couple of years ago, that updated classic. But uh that's just the thing, man. It's like gamers trust that's a real thing of concern right there. If you have to slide things under the radar so that way after a game's supposed to release or something like that, you initially toss in via an update. It's like, okay, now here are the microtransactions just to get the bad PR like after launch. Yeah, you get the good reviews. Right after we bought it. Yeah, you get the good reviews, you get the game, people buy the game, and then you upload it. Yeah, it's just like it's it's shitty because like they know it's shitty. Yes. <laughs> so it's like it's not like like – that's the admitting it is shitty. Yeah. Yeah. When you have to hide it and then <laughs> do it later, like, you know, what you're doing is a shitty thing. It's like, it's one thing to like, at least be upfront about your shittiness. And maybe we can believe a, to a little, a certain extent that like, you don't realize how shitty you're being, but like, yeah. And then it's just baffling that companies still try this. It's like, you think some, oh, yeah. business, some companies are smarter. Like, you know, like we've seen this a lot with like uh, Xbox last year with like Halo infinite with their online stuff. Uh, this is right. much worse, I think, than what Halo Infinite did. Um, with like the the, the whole thing, uh, the, like the progression system was completely broken and stupid. Uh, it was just built around you spending money, and then, like the cosmetics were way too expensive. Uh, and in this game, it's even more egregious. And then, like you yeah. mentioned, adding the the microtransactions in after the game came out, uh, post reviews, um, and then lowering the rewards you earn in game to make you spend more money on these overpriced microtransactions. Like, like I said, an Activision move. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely yeah, it is. Move too. It's, it's a playbook that they, they created. And then, yeah, when you're copying act shitty Activision and EA to, uh, tactics, you're doing a bad job. Um, so I'm, I don't know. Like you expect more from places and you like, it baffles you. Like just, I get like they just want to see how much they can get away with. It's like well, at least they didn't we... go the NFT route though. <sighs> not yet, not yet. Um, that's why Uncle Phil, Phil Spencer, God love him. You know we all love him. Uh, I loved it, and uh, also Reggie from Nintendo, well formerly of Nintendo, uh, bashing the metaverse and uh, NFTs. Love that. I love yeah. that too. <laughs> I, will, I, will be, I will forever be fans of you. Uh, <laughs> well, well, I shouldn't say forever uh, unless they do something we find out some shit later on uh but for right now i will forever be a fan of you guys as long as you keep bashing metaverse and nfts um but yeah uh anyways gables moving on here uh some other exciting news here uh 
we are getting a new Ilphonic game, which is the people, if you don't know, the other people that made it Friday the 13th, the Predator Hunting Ground game from a few years ago. Uh, they had another game that came out earlier this year that was like part of the state of play. This looks like a free-to-play like free game on PlayStation that looks like it's just, I'm pretty sure it's dead already. Um, I don't know if it's out. I think it was like a demo or something, but it's like a, I don't know. It, I can't remember what it's called. It doesn't matter. Uh, that game, if it's, if it's out, uh, it obviously doesn't matter if it's coming soon. Still doesn't matter. Uh, anyways, they are, uh, coming out the Ghostbusters game called Ghostbusters Spirit Unleashed. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's kind of cool. The interesting, they talked about like, so like we all love Friday 13th game. You and me, uh, played a, a shit ton of awesome gamer nights, um, with the talk ship guys. Uh, yep. Part of Hunting Grounds, I like quite a bit, but like, obviously the issue is it's online four v one online game. Uh, it's really important to have friends to play with. Uh, didn't have anybody else to play with when it came out, so I, I didn't stick with it too long. And then you and I tried playing it during Extra Life, but the game had been out mm -hmm. for a couple of years at that point. Uh, and by that point, it was just hardcores playing it, and then we just kept having internet issues. Uh, so it just was not a very fun experience at that point. Uh, so they've kind of talked about like some of the charm of like Friday Thirteen stuff like that is like it's janky and stuff in ways but it's like a charming but it also helps that it's friday 13th and stuff like that um they said they are like aware of like that's the um kind of like their uh what's the word like reputation that they have of this and they want to kind of break away from that so they're trying to make this more of a better polished game uh which i hope is true but i'll like i hope it just runs better uh but i don't know the jake is kind of part of the charm for these games um but anyways uh, it's coming out uh q4 this year uh, I'm expecting like Halloween time. Uh, it is a 4v1 Ghostbusters game. Uh, it is technically supposed to, it's part of canon. It's going to be, I think it's supposed to be post uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, the, the movie that came out mm. uh, late last year, which is actually fantastic. I love that. I'm a huge ghost. I grew up a huge Ghostbusters fan. Uh, and I really loved that one. And uh, I bought like a baby at the end. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but I mean, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I always think of, uh, uh, what's that fucking movie? Uh, uh, fuck. With uh, the football movie from the 90s. Uh, football Mox. movie from the 90s? With Mox. Oh, you mean uh, the what? Billy Bob. Uh, fuck! The Longest Yard? No! That was like 2000. That was like an 80s, like a 70s movie. Um, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, what is that movie called? I'm looking it up, Gable. It's got the guy from Dawson's Creek in it. We're stopping the show until I figure it out. Dawson's Creek. No. What are you talking? Dawson's Creek football movie. There we go. We're getting somewhere here, Gables. Yeah, I'm going to be really. Varsity fucking blues. That's the oh, name of the movie. one. Oh. What? All that for. Stripper, yeah. Yes. When, when when they find out the, te the teacher is a stripper. Uh, but Billy Bob. I always think of the. I, I was thinking of this the other day. Or where at the end of the movie they they win the the district championship to go to the playoffs, uh, and they're going through and like telling like the story of what happens to everybody in the future. And Mox is like, I never play football again. And then like uh, I can't remember like Skeeter, who's like the the wide receiver that's always like it's a party guy. He's like, yeah. After he won, well, Skeeter he drank well because Skeeter drinks. And then Billy <laughs> Bob, who's the offensive lineman, uh, he's like, well, Billy Bob cried because well. Billy Bob cries. And like, that's me. I'm Billy Bob. I fucking cry. Uh, so uh, <laughs> all that just to say that part. Uh, so anyways, uh, great movie. You should all watch it. I love that movie. It's one of my all time faves, but anyways, uh, get back to the game. I don't know. That was not any, at all important. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 
It's so stupid. Uh, this is why you should download the show uh, audio-wise and, and make sure we get that penny. We deserve. I deserve and a penny for that. Billy Bob asked his teacher to go to the prom with him. Will you go to prom with me? Um, <laughs> God, what a great movie. I'm going to go watch that movie tonight now after this. Uh, I think it's on HBO Max. Uh, but anyways, uh, <laughs> Ghostbusters Spirit Unleashed. Uh, it's a game that's happening. It's 4v1. Uh, James and Elise Williams from, I believe, Rooster Teeth or Funhouse. One of the two. Uh, are they the same thing? I don't know. I don't fully understand that world. Well, they're owned by the same company, company I think. Maybe that's why I always mix them up. Uh, but they are like helping co-write the story for this. There's actually going to be a story mode. You can play it offline, uh-huh. uh, which is great. Uh, like I said, there's going to be an actual campaign because typically you're just doing like there's just a 4v1 uh, and there's just a handful of maps and you're just doing that over and over, over again. Uh so yeah, offline mode and story mode, stuff like that. Uh, Raul Coley is going to be uh, one of the voice actors in it. Um, he's been in like a ton of stuff. He's been he's like he blew up in the Netflix TV show last last year that I really really liked. Man, I'm blanking on goddamn names, but it was a very good show. Um, Hunger Games. Games, you're the fucking worst. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. That didn't come out last year. <laughs> it was like eight years ago. It was like a ten year old movie. <laughs> Jesus, you are the worst <laughs> at this. Remind me never to play the name game with you. God damn. Uh, I would be terrible at it, but you would be worse. Uh, anyways, oh also Greg, Greg Miller, uh, uh, owner of uh, Kind of Funny, uh, Ghostbusters super fan, also going to be a voice actor in it. But uh, there's a, they had a trailer come out for this one. Uh, they actually got her, Ernie Hudson to, and Dan Aykroyd to play the voice to do the oh, comeback wow. for this. Yeah, no I'm not doesn't sound like Bill Murray's a part of it. Uh but yeah. I'm actually excited for this one. Uh I like I said, I really like Predator Hunting Ground for what it was. Uh Fire 13 was a blast. Obviously the, the tough game with these obviously with all online games. Always better with friends. Uh but these games I think would be super fun. Hopefully that we can I, get like if we can get like people to play together on this one, that'd be a fucking blast. But also the fact that it's gonna have a story mode. Um and I could be able to play offline is gonna help. Like I'm curious, like this could be one of those things where like I can't wait to see people say about that part, because that might be the, the difference in me like buying this when it first comes out and or me buying it for like 20 bucks six months later um but yeah i'm excited for that gables uh what's your thoughts on all this hey i'm happy no you know what i'm pretty happy that there's a new ghostbusters game going to be coming out soon you know that's pretty cool honestly i (laughs) i do like the ghostbusters films and stuff like that and i'm kind of interested in seeing how they tackle a 4v1 ghostbusters game yeah so like you're gonna have like the four of you obviously work together and then the other person plays as a ghost and he can like um like uh possess items uh it's gonna be more family friendly where the other like predator and fire 13 are more gory like gory but yeah. like in like it's a, in a lower budget way but uh like this one's like you don't die you just get knocked out and stuff like that so it's not gonna be like they're gonna want they're definitely aiming this more towards like a family friendly atmosphere which makes sense it's ghostbusters but yeah um pumped can't wait to uh People have to say about this when it comes out because I'm definitely um, on board. The fact, you know, we're, we're, I'm, I'm on board for pretty much anything Elfonx does. Um, but moving on, Gables, too, I think will be a last topic uh, of the show. Uh, Witcher 4 was officially announced, like I mentioned at the top of the show. GDC happened this week. Um, so a lot of game developers are in town in San Francisco. Uh, and basically, they announced this. They had like a teaser trailer uh, showing off an emblem. Uh, a lot of people are mentioning that, like, this is a new, they said this is a new saga in the Witcher series. Uh, and then the emblem is not the emblem that we are typically used to seeing for uh, Geralt. Uh, so it sounds like, um, and I only played Witcher 2, and I played like the first couple hours of Witcher 1, uh, but 
I didn't play Witcher 3. Um, but everybody keeps saying is Witcher 3 pretty much has a definitive ending. No idea what that means. Uh, obviously, you know, we've, as we've seen in the past, things have definitive endings and they change it because uh, they want to keep making more of them. But it sounds like True. it's going to be this could be different uh, characters, stuff like that. Uh, but so it could be a brand new character, main character, you know, all that. And also they are moving from the from the uh, red engine, which is like the uh, their engine that they built in house, um, which obviously they've had a lot of problems with in the past. Looking at you, um, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Um, mm. and, uh, they're using the Unreal 5 engine, which is like the new big Unreal engine that people are like, a lot of dev- devs are geeking out about. Uh, we're hearing about a lot of, uh, developers like are like making, like working, like really kind of experimenting right now. And that's kind of like the go-to. It's very open and it's easy for people to like, uh, make a lot of games in. Most games are made in the Unreal engine. That's like the Fortnite, that's the Fortnite engine. Uh, but it's, it's very easy for people to, to kind of, uh, twist it and make it for their own thing uh we've heard about that we've heard about like ea what they they made the frostbite engine um which was was was, which was made for battlefield and we've heard like people like the need for speed games like like no you have to use this engine for everything and and all all the ea studios we've heard about like obviously like uh mass effect andromeda that was like the crowning jewel of like this is why you shouldn't do that because we've seen that game and like uh bioware had major issues with working on that engine, uh, we heard about the Battlefield 2042. Like, they kind of tapped out an in, that engine, uh, and they've had all kinds of issues working with it. And even though they're the ones that studios when that created the engine, they can't make it work anymore. Uh, right. Like now we're hearing like Mass the next Mass Effect game will be in the Unreal Five engine. We're hearing about like uh, we just got more and more about more studios are going like going back to Unreal instead of like just pay the fee to use their engine. So that way, um, and also like you know. Part of like you know we, 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 everybody talks about is like there's work shortage everywhere, uh, and kind of the benefits of it right now is that people like when companies are more desperate for talent and people, hey, more benefits for us, pay goes up, uh, better vacation, better things like that. Uh, who would have fucking thunk it? Uh, so that's a big reason why is like I guess that like people were saying at GDC, I was listening to a couple podcasts and they're talking about like um, there's a lot of people out there going around like recruiting right now at these because like i said there's a lot of game developers going there either trying to find work or like people are trying to recruit people to come work for them and they said there's just uh cd project people everywhere walking around trying to recruit people to come work for them and that's a big part of it like hey you we're gonna come here you don't have to learn a brand new engine you're gonna work and work with unreal uh if you're a game developer you know unreal so you hear that too so it's a big it's a, it's a really strategic move to announce this game at gdc while everybody's in town so they can recruit more people to come work for them. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, that's, that's happening. Uh, it's like the no shit, no duh. Like everybody knew Witcher was coming. Um, but it's just like, Hey, we're now now. It's like, it's probably going to be four or five, six years away. What about you guys? I'm not surprised there's going to be a new Witcher game in the works. I mean, even with how successful Witcher three was, and especially with the debut of the Netflix series of like a few years back and stuff like that. Oh, I yeah. mean, there was no doubt in my mind there was going to be another Witcher game. Now, whether or not this is going to be taking place with like characters like Geralt, like Geralt and stuff like that, that yeah, remains to be seen. I'm not sure if it's Geralt or Geralt. I'm not sure. So, but uh, but what initially could be done if they're doing a new saga and stuff, it's probably going to be an entirely different type of Witcher. I wouldn't say like his daughter or anything else like that. Probably someone else. Probably yeah. some other Witcher in that regards. I mean, there's 
definitely plenty of directions they could go forth and do. But uh, the fact remains is they're switching engines and stuff. I mean, that's a great move for CD Projekt Red, obviously, because of the whole cyberpunk debacle. But uh, at least with this point of view and stuff, they have a groundwork type of plan where they want to go forth and uh, they know which engine they're going to they're going to develop for. They know like a concrete type of thing. Okay, we're going to do a Witcher thing. We're probably not going to see any hide or hair of this probably for like another five, maybe four or five years. Maybe it's announced right now. So definitely it's going to be taking like a few years for us to even see any remote type of like screenshots or any type of gameplay. If I had to take a guess, maybe another two or three years from now. But yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm fairly happy that there's going to be a new Witcher game in the works. Now, I'm, my wondering is if it's going to be like kind of tied in more so of uh, doing kind of like what the previous games and, you know, tie in a lot of the lore, tie in a lot of like the different types of uh, directions of what you can choose. Because even with like Witcher 3 from the short amount I did play of it, there definitely was a lot of choice where you can go through and say, OK, I can go forth and try to save this town or I could just totally ignore this quest line and stuff like that and just go to different other types of things, you know, and it's like those quest lines that really like uh, determine whether or not if you could finish it finish a quest line or you just completely ignore it and stuff and that thing's gone forever you know and you were kind of live with your repercussions of your choices and stuff and that was some aspects of that witcher 3 which played a huge part in how making that game successful oh yeah and but like, uh yeah sorry, yeah no, i was gonna say like i remember playing witcher 2 and like i made a major decision and it's like mm -hmm. i looked up like how drastic it was i was like no you just like there's like 20 hours of content you just won't see because of this one yeah. decision you made. I'm like, oh, wow, okay. Absolutely. Yeah, it was like, the first time there was like, you always hear like, oh, like Mass Effect, like, or like Telltale Games, like there's like huge consequences here, but it's like, yeah, they're like, you're going to see 90% of the same game, but the, the interactions will be slightly different. It's like, yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's like, no, like, Witcher is like, no, you just, you're just going to miss, like, you have to play the game like three times to actually like see all the content. And that's a good, it can be a good thing if the yeah. game is really fun and really replayable, which Witcher 3 was for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. And then they did a really good job with, like, the DLC and stuff like that, the Blood and Wine. I think Blood and Wine is what it's called. So, I mean, the Witcher games always seem fantastic. I love Witcher 2 when I played of it. Um, I put, like, a good 20, 25 hours into it. Uh, I don't know why I stopped. Like, Witcher I tried playing on my uh, old laptop at the time, and it just was, like, I, it was a cheap laptop. I was like, this is not going great for me. So it's also mouse keyboard, uh, you know, um, so yeah, uh, but yeah, what's going to see? I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I, I'm excited. I'm happy for people. People are really, really pumped for this. So, and I think it'd be a good idea, you know, Witcher four, maybe start with a brand new character or, uh, maybe you create your own character and do your own thing and, uh, make it easier for people to jump in, especially now, like who knows in, you know, 2024, 2025, how big Witcher will be if that TV show is still around, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but moving on, Gable's here with some other uh, news this week, some smaller topics. Um, the Switch just randomly uh, dropped uh, added folders to, uh, the, to to the system, finally, five years in. Uh, I believe it's um, VentureBeat had a really good uh, headline called uh, <laughs> The Switch, uh, 1844 days after launch, adds folders which i got a good laugh at that, that headline um <laughs> so yeah but it's like it's weird because it's not on like the home screen like where you would see no. like like what the xbox does or what the ps like the ps4 would do like like i was a great having like folders because like here's my my folder of shame games like games i want to play or i want to beat that i haven't played i've got a chance to beat yet 
here's my online games. Here's my Netflix streaming apps, whatever. And then here's like, you know, the now like my games I'm currently working on. Uh, this is like three tabs over. Um, I'm going to create a folder. It's going to be called games better than breath of the wild. And I'm just going to add every game that I own into it. So, <laughs> that's my plan. Yeah, pretty much. So where it's <laughs> like you basically have to go all the way to the end of like where the all software tabs is. And then you have the option to where you can create a folder and it's, I understand why they added the feature in and of itself, though, but if it doesn't affect, like, what you see on the home screen and stuff like that, you know, when you boot up the game first and foremost, you know, I mean, what the fuck was the point? I mean, yeah. it does it does not make it any easier where you have to go all the way to the all software things, and then you can go forth and choose this or that, you know? It's like, if it, if it were allow if it were more, like, easier in terms of creating the folder on the main page putting a whole bunch of the games, you know, you type in and stuff and add it right there and all of a sudden having freaking bubbles, you mm-hmm. know, like for each individual spot, you know, with like a specific game or something as like a uh, cover art or some of that sort. I mean, hey, that would have made more sense, in my opinion. I'm going to create a folder called Games Better Than Breath of the Wild and it's just going to be Pitter Pot. Yeah. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say it's pissed off games. I'm never going to let that go for him. Uh, Gable's favorite platinum of all time. Uh, moving on. Uh, Suicide Squad is officially delayed to, to spring 2023. Uh, I, I, I was like, when I heard this news, I was like, this was like, this is old news. Because uh, we talked about it months ago. Well, we didn't, it wasn't officially confirmed. It was just everybody was saying, no, this game got delayed internally to 2023. Even so in like a, uh, 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 what's the, the quarterly conference that they had. Uh, they mentioned all the games coming out in 2022 that they had planned. Like they mentioned, like Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, they mentioned uh, Gotham Knights. They did, and like a couple other like mobile games. They did not mention Suicide Squad. So this is like the worst kept secret in gaming. Uh, but it's officially delayed to 2023. But uh, it's coming out that they as of right now said spring. So spring is obviously um, in gaming it means anything. It's anywhere between March to J- to July. I think that's the window for uh, spring. So who knows? Um, delays happen. Kind of a bummer, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I want to see more of that game. Anything you want to add to that one, Gables? To be perfectly honest with you, I don't I don't really think I can add too much. I mean, I can understand why they had to delay the game. I mean, yeah. for God's sakes, we don't even know a quarter of what the game is or what, you know, with that stuff. We only knew by a couple of trailers what their innate intention is, but yeah. We still have yet to actually see what the identity of this game will be. Yeah. Like the, all the stuff for saying it's a Lysaurus game, but like they like have made the trailer of gameplay that we've seen so far, um, not show the fact that it's like a Lysaurus. It's always funny when like games are like trying to hide the fact they're a Lysaurus game. It always makes me laugh. Uh, it's like, if you guys know it's bad, why are you doing it? Um, but anyways, yeah, uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, PlayStation Studios. Um, this will be a last little other like small topic here. PlayStation Studios um, has officially acquired Jade Raymond's uh, new studio, Haven Studios. Um, some of this last year where they, they announced a partnership deal uh, with with them, Haven Studios, Jade Raymond, uh, who's mostly known for uh, like the Assassin's Creed games. She was like the, the like the one of the top people. I don't think she was a director, but she was one of the, the main people uh, in the in the first, I believe, like three or four Assassin's Creed games. And she worked on a couple of their big Ubisoft games. Uh, she moved on, I believe, was it? I think it was EA she was working with for a while, uh, making one of the Star Wars games that got canceled. Um, 
then went to Stadia. Uh, then obviously we know what happened in Stadia. Uh, and then she created her own studio. Um, and uh, Haven Studio and then PlayStation announced that they're in a partnership with them. Uh, and they're making a multiplayer online game for them. Um, we don't really, we don't know anything about this game. We don't like, like I said, they, they like the suit, like all this came out, I think the latter half of last year. Um, and to no one, I don't think it's a really big surprise, uh, that they just went ahead and bought the studio, which I think it makes sense. Uh, you know, you're already working with them, uh, and they're probably going to be cheaper now than they're ever going to be. Cause if this game comes out, it's a huge hit. The price is going to go way up for them, uh, and do it now while you can spend like interest rates are dirt cheap for studios or for companies to, to, uh, take out loans. So I don't know. Makes sense. What about you Gables? Yeah, it's a smart acquisition by Sony in this in this regards. I mean, they've been working with Jade Raymond here for a while and stuff, and now going forth and funding their initial project, like her initial project with her development team and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, that definitely makes sense for PlayStation, especially like you were stating before, it does become like a big hit or something like that. Then, uh, yeah, it's a interesting foresight in regards to like kind of future proofing you if it if it doesn't do so good or something like that. I mean, hey, big deal. Mm-hmm. But if it's they didn't spend too much, but if it's like, say, if it's a majorly popular or something like that, then they probably just saved themselves quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it for the news this week. Not like I said, not a lot of stuff going on, uh, but uh, moving on to what we've been playing. I have not played much this week, Gables. Uh, I played some more of like the Mario Kart uh, new tracks. I'm still enjoying those ones. Um, right. But uh, the main thing I did play. Uh, just came out today, so I'm allowed. Ch- uh, just got picked up after work. Um, haven't too much time to play it. Uh, I played Kirby uh, in the Forgotten Land. Uh, I've only done. I'm at the la- I'm at the boss of the first world. So potentially, um, uh, I beat like so. Like the demo had, I think there was four levels in the boss in the first world, and the demo had the right. two, two levels in the boss fight. So I've done a little bit more, I guess than what the demo had uh but yeah so far i'm really enjoying it um it's very charming i like the opening video they do not show it to you in the demo i like the fact that they took some stuff out in the demo uh that they don't kind of spoil in the beginning i don't want to spoil it but the opening part with the credits uh was awesome i'll just say that i don't want to spoil (laughs) it for anybody uh because i want people to experience that if if you're uh haven't got a chance to play yet because like i said it's only been out for literally less than a day for us as of right now um yeah feels really good i like all the i like all the power about abilities we got so far like uh, i got like the fire the fire one uh where like you can shoot fireballs i like some of the, the mouthful mode stuff like uh like obviously being like getting the car the cone um i got i got to the one where like you uh are the like the stairs which is really funny really cool uh i like uh i'm i've almost i missed one waddle d and uh all the levels i've beaten so far because uh, like there's like each like the whole point is like you know is saving all the waddle d's like you don't, you don't have to get all of them uh but like you like you have a town that you can you can focus on building um the more waddle d's like the more stuff unlocks and you get coins so like that to buy unlock uh, and upgrade abilities um but yeah like it's fun like and it, like it shows you all the things you can do and then like there's always a couple secret things you can do uh, to unlock Waddle D's and find Waddle D's. So I'm having fun with that. Um, yeah, uh, so far I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I'm liking it. Uh, it's not like it's, it's obvious. It's been pretty easy so far, but it's been fun. 
And I've heard people are saying later on, it's not like super hard or anything like that, but it actually does have a challenge to it, which was like my big, like I said, I've been saying for months since they announced this game. Um, actually, it's been over a year now since they announced the game, I believe. Um, that was like, I'm super pumped for this game. I just want to know if it's not like bore, super fucking boring. Um, like it's not like the like the Yoshi games or like the past Kirby games where it's just just going through them like you can just kind of zone out and beat the game without even paying attention. Um, and people are saying that's not the case. So yeah, I'm excited to play more of this. I'm definitely gonna uh, put more time into this. And it doesn't sound like it's. Uh, I heard if you want to mainline it, you can beat it like five to six hours. But if you want to put, uh, there's a lot extra stuff you can do. Like probably take it closer to eight to ten, which sounds perfect. Because um, so far this year, it's just been. Uh, open world game after open world game so this is a nice uh, perfect uh, game for me and Gable speaking of uh, time sinking open world games tell me about Elden Ring alright I'll tell you what though it's like you put some good stuff in perspective there to where it's like this year has been one open world game after another open world game and stuff and then probably yeah. eventually going into another one down the line later yeah, on in the I mean... year but it's like for Elden Ring for Elden Ring is like kind of the exception for me because it's definitely an open world style game that I have not really played before in some aspects to where it's like, all right, yeah, you'll have a whole bunch of your quest lines. You can go forth and manage them and do this and do that, you know, and then like if you complete them, that's fine. If you leave a bunch of side quests, I mean, that's fine too or something like that. But uh, I do like how the game is so structured and stuff. It's basically your choose your own adventure and stuff kind of aspect. It's sort of similar kind of, how with the original Legend of Zelda, how that game initially you start off with a, with uh, you know just start off and stuff with your shield and stuff, and you go down, and you find the old man that gives you the sword, the man, <laughs> the sword and stuff like that. You're just left to explore everything, figuring out secrets. Yeah, but uh, that core aspect is definitely a much in play with Elden Ring because uh, kind of similar to how it's pretty predecessor, like precursors and stuff like that. This is the type of game to where I've now spent over 70 hours playing, right? And it's still that type of, that kind of discovery. It's like, okay, what's around this corner right here? What happens if I go up to this tower over here? Okay, I'm going to have encountered a big giant bird boss or something like that that I had no idea that I was going to spawn out of nowhere and just literally start pecking to me that. Well, yeah, that's definitely a couple of uh, scenarios that played out in this game. I mean, granted, you know, this game is unapologetic when it comes to specific boss battles, when it comes to specific situations and stuff. It's the type of game to where you do not want to go into clusters of uh, groups of enemies because they will do, like I termed last week, the familiar phrase, the wombo combo sort of aspect to where you're going to bounce off from like one enemy to another and stuff to where... They're going <laughs> to just basically gang up on you and just beat the shit out of you and then you're just going to be left like... What the fuck? I gotta get out of this situation here. Why am I in this situation? <laughs> but, uh... During last week, I kind of figured out that there was something that I needed to improve upon in terms of my gameplay. And the initial thing I started researching is, like, how do I get better with, like, my weapons, right? Because before I had found some smithing stones, some somber smithing stones, I was able to improve certain weapons... And make them strong enough to where I could adequately go through and get some bosses and stuff. And this is after doing a lot of power leveling stuff. I am definitely over level 200 at this moment in time. I've had a lot of investment instead of a lot of different stats. Obviously you can do bare minimum in order to require wielding some weapons and like some other stuff. 
my main goal was actually to find bell bearings. And these type of bell bearings and stuff will actually unlock a lot in terms of what you want to do to invest. Basically, you use you use like a specific vendor inside this roundtable hub to where if you present this this a statue with these bell bearings and stuff, it'll allow you to open up an option to where you can buy the specific stones right there and basically buy as many as you want through collecting runes and this and that. And so that combined with the farming spot I got over in the Mogwain my palace that has led to me going forth and uh, master classing at least one weapon but even with like some of the ultimate like uh the final things to master a weapon and stuff there's only like a specific number of them inside of the game but uh when it comes to bell bearings i've collected i pretty much have collected all the bell bearings for like the smithing stones and the somber smithing stones that required me to go to the Icelands, like the giant, like snowy mountains and stuff inside this game. The process in doing that, it wasn't too overly difficult, but exploring that big old snowy mountain with all these giants and all this other stuff, man, it was, it was definitely like a, it was definitely an experience, I'll tell you this. Because I was just exploring around the area, doing this and doing that and stuff, until I came across this specific type of uh, chasm, because uh, I wanted to see what this floating platform that was chained up in the sky is doing. So I go towards there, and uh, I, trigger a, I trigger a boss battle. I'm like, okay, oh, a fire giant. What the fuck's the fire giant? And all of a sudden, I see this 30-foot giant like in the background, right? This big old like Norse sort of like uh, giant or something like that. Was he on fire? <laughs> he throws fire. Oh fuck, it's even he, worse. Okay, dude, he throws fireballs at you. He'll go through. It'll stomp the shit out of you. But what's what if what if it was like less... uh, what if it was like a hobbit that was like made of ice? Like that would be awesome. <laughs> I just wanted like what if it was a troll? What like I was gonna say what if it was like Elder was just trolling you, which would be even fucking funnier. If it was like yeah, it's a fire giant. Oh no, it's like it's actually a very small like a hobbit <laughs> that was just made of ice. That would be fucking fantastic. <laughs> I would laugh so hard if basically they just troll you. It's like, okay, here's this here's this ice hobbit right here. Yeah. Like, Where's the fire giant? And all of a sudden the fire giant just stomps it. Like, yeah. Oh, that'd be fucking great too. Oh, great. <laughs> or what if like the fire giant comes out and then like a, the ice hobbit comes out and kills the fire giant? Oh my god. And then you gotta fight the fire, and you gotta fight the ice hobbit. This is amazing. It's... What the fuck are we I'll doing? Tell you here? what? There Miyazaki, really isn't... call me. I have ideas. <laughs> Fuck your finger, your finger spiders. I yeah, I just gave you ice oh. hobbits. Oh, by the way, I did encounter the finger spiders. Oh, oh my god. gosh, I dude! I can't, I can't. I can't. The way I they can't. crawl and contort, where it's like just like. <laughs> I've seen the giant ones too. They kind of remind me of like these these the freaking like a crazy ass like uh, wall masters from Zelda. It's, I I just think. Worse. I just think of uh, the the hand from Adam's family, like if it was on speed. Ah, uh, yes, thing. Yes, thing. Thank you. <laughs> yes, but if, but, if thing uh, had a drug problem, that would be this. God, can can a hand have drug problems? I guess you can inject a needle into the hand. So I guess it's possible. I answer my own question. <laughs> Go on, Gables. I apologize. Hey man, no biggie. But. Uh... After firing the after firing after fighting the fire giant a couple different times and then getting subsequently stomped because I was circling around with my freaking mount and stuff and trying to do like uh, I was trying out all sorts of different things to beat this boss. 
from speeding up to it and trying to slash it and stuff while on horseback, from using a weapon that I encountered from the Radon boss battle, which was that bow and arrow and stuff, just shooting across the damn thing and, like, hitting him from far away, but that still didn't do enough. I even tried to do, like, that exploit to where... There's a one exploit to where you can jump out of his arena, land on a freaking, like, a cliff and stuff, and, like, kind of cheese it to where you go off to the corner just start shooting arrows at it, like, from a different direction. FYI, they did patch that, so you can't no longer okay. do that. And well, I didn't I didn't really know about it until after I went to the boss battle. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> how how would the hand inject the needle into itself, though? If, if, That's if a good they question. had a drug problem, like, could it two-finger it? I don't know. Three finger. Well, I guess you could do it with three fingers, but, like, you don't have the wrist motion to, like, Get the grip. I'm sorry. I'm I'm thinking. I'm thinking out loud. I'm apologizing. Go back. Go, go ahead, Gables. I apologize. <laughs> now you see, it would have to position the. It would have to position the needle or something okay. like that, like um, standing up on end, and it have to fall on it. <laughs> give me a second, Gables. I'm gonna write some shit down here. Let me find. I gotta find this paper. But anyway, after that, after encountering that boss battle, I decided okay, collect all the bell bearings, and I'm going to fully upgrade. A lot of the main weapons that I do have, which is basically my dual scimitars and like the ore meteor blade and the moon veil. I got those going up snuff. I finally was able to do a combination of my summon and to get that freaking giant at least halfway. And here's a little spoiler things for you inside this boss battle, Tyler. When you when this boss gets to half health, one of his knees dislocates and ah, he falls gross. to the ground. And he literally tears off his own leg and starts beating you with it. I respect that. I respect that. Oh, yeah, so that happened. So, basically, I ended up beating the fire giant. I thought that was freaking fucking amazing. And then I learned that uh, the bell bearing that I... The bell bearings, the last few that I needed, were inside the next area to where I was going to. And so I go to the specific price point, a story event happens, and I'm transported to this sort of like a tornado island sort of thing to where there's like this big old coliseum in the middle, but there's tornadoes like circling through and all this other shit. And uh, as I'm exploring it, I'm starting to find the last bits of like the bell bearings and stuff. Right? I found a bell bearing for like these uh, Glowworth type of items that'll help you level up your summons. But uh, I came across another another boss room right now i think it was either last week or the week before i told you about the story about me going inside the village of those maidens and stuff and then facing off against a god's like a god sworn apothole or some of that sort well i did face off against another one of those only it had a friend it had a it had a freaking chris farley size fucking like partner with him right and the thing about this grotesque dude he'll actually inflate and it'll start rolling at you sideways and stuff, and it'll try to smash you. And here's something that I didn't realize when I went into that boss battle. After you die a number of times, I didn't notice this, but there's actually a summonable AI character that you that can help you inside this boss battle. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, that's, that's new. I'll, I'll try that one out. And you know what? I was able to go forth, and uh, I was able to beat the Godskin duo... Those both those Godskin duos and stuff, and I was rewarded with ball bearing. I think it was like number four or number five or something like that. So there was that, and then I finally got to a certain extent to where I felt comfortable in that area. I got, collected a whole bunch of stuff and 
obviously redeemed a lot of the ball, like the bell bearings and stuff like that. But uh, I know currently when it comes to Elden Ring, I have been going back and forth on what I wanted to do. And one of the main things I wanted to try to tackle during the next week is I wanted to try to defeat the last remaining type of like main bosses and stuff of this game. Because I was looking at a bunch of the boss, like the actual bunch of the bosses inside just the limb grave area, which is like the starting like area inside the game. And there's literally like 40 bosses in that one area, which I think I faced maybe about a good solid 18 to probably 20 inside of that whole entire area. But uh, I'll tell you what, though. From the bosses I have faced so far, I've had a couple of good favorite ones. I mean, the Radon fight, that was a fucking epic fight. Uh, for the listeners and for the viewers looking in and stuff, I showed Tyler that boss battle because yeah. he did. He has not seen anything remotely related to the Elden Ring. He's blocked the term on Twitter because yes, he's been hearing a lot about it. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. <laughs> but bar none, that had to have been one of the more craziest boss battles I've ever played in gaming. I mean, absolutely. And from what I understand, from from software standards, that's one of the hardest boss battles they've ever put inside of a fucking game. <laughs> nice. Oh my gosh, that, that that's what makes it so memorable. It makes it so rewarding when you fucking beat that dude. Because it's like, he'll literally toss everything in the kitchen sink at you, and he'll literally shoot across like a 50-foot gap and stuff with these fucking bow and arrows. You'll get one-shotted if you fucking don't dodge that thing. But, uh... Yeah, as far as the main bosses go, I mean, I've beaten Radon. I kind of cheesed, like, uh, Mogwain, like, Mog and stuff like that from doing that fucking glitch where you can just jump around his damn thing and just get a whole bunch of, like, fucking experience points that way. <laughs> I mean, hell. That was something I wanted to try and see if it worked, and it worked, you know? And I got his rune and stuff, and then it's like, of course I beat, like, Margaret and, like, freaking. <laughs> Godric and stuff like that. And I even defeated Margoth over at the central the central like Imperial type of thing before going into the, like the the ice and the land of the giants and stuff like that in the snowy region and stuff. But uh hell, I've even done so far during the last week to where I now have an element to where I can respec my character. I didn't realize that you can actually respec your character and try to change the different stats. And what you require to do that is by getting a larval tier, which is, as weird as I'm saying, you know, it's like there are specific enemies inside the game or even like certain vendors that will drop this thing or sell it. I've gotten two of them. There's like three in the entire game, which I didn't know that before today, but, uh, What's crazy is, like, how you respect your character, you have to go to the Lacaria, like, library-like section, which is, like, right in the middle of the swamp, and you have to face off against this, uh, this boss, right? And I'll, I'll tell you something, Tyler, he's like, you've seen, like, how creepy some bosses can be, and especially the things I've described to you inside this game. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine walking to a library, right? A central part of, like, a main library. And then you're getting right to the middle of the room, it's all dark, and all of a sudden, you just see these, like, a these like either young adults or something like that or whatsoever, you know, they start grabbing at your legs and all of a sudden the cutscene goes down and you see these like these these bookworms or something like that just crawling up at you and stuff like that kind of all creeping and menacingly and all of a sudden it's like the lights peer on and you have this giant witch or something like that on a freaking mm-hmm. like uh moon and a like a freaking tilted hat or something like that. Just go and do a lot of like a various like uh magical attacks and stuff. Yeah. You know what? 
that was a creepy setup for a boss battle. I I do admit I that I like that. I did like that. I mean, nightmare feel, yes, but it was definitely memorable. No, everything you're saying, Gable, sounds awful. Not <laughs> Straight up, not would not have a good time. I'll tell you what, though, this game has been a testament, really, to how much I'm willing to endure as a gamer in general, because it's like I've always wanted to play it, play through a game from like made by from software i initially wanted to deal with dark souls i initially wanted to deal with bloodborne if anything elder ring has shown me that i should go back to some of those games at some point and reassess what i want to do and of course this is the game that kind of was that whole trigger if we're to say that gateway into these type of games but uh, going back to this boss battle, right? It's like, it was a two-part boss battle. The first form wasn't too bad. The second one, the second one was a little bit harder, and you have to go and, like, beat this beat this thing. I did it during my first try for the second form. I'm happy to say that, because if I wasn't powered up to where I was, I would have died <laughs> fairly quickly. But uh, I'll tell you one last thing before I end uh, my gaming stuff this week. So there's a boss in Lindgrave. His name is Patches. Patches who, who is a reoccurring... Is no, he the Irish no, bowler no. from... No. Average Joe's? Now, okay. let me ask you something. You know, during the Call of Duty games and stuff like that, there's this one Joe character that kind of revolves around himself and stuff. I think his name is Rico or whatever the fuck it is. No. Well, in, in sort of like From Software games, there's this character called Patches. Right, he'll he appears in some games, and uh, I didn't dodge know this at the time. Dodge a ball. That's all I remember from Patches. <laughs> Sorry. What I didn't ahead. know at the time is like if you save this character and stuff like that, which I initially did through this this boss battle because I was literally like one HP towards death with him. He had like one HP left. I could have easily have killed him, but I let the spared him because he had a recipe I needed to make these these uh, golden like pickled foul foots, which will help me increase gaining runes for like farming stuff so i desperately i do did need that but when you save him he'll betray you in some way and yeah he did betray me in some way because let me tell you something while i was getting up to the flame manor i was near this cliff right and i see a couple of like a glowing like uh rocks and stuff like that towards the edge of like these things of oh, okay if there's something i need to pick up over here and so i go over there and all of a sudden a cutscene triggers right and so I'm basically looking over, like, my character's looking over the thing, and all of a sudden, I get pushed down this fucking cliff, and I literally, like, fall in, like, 40 or 50 feet and stuff like that. And as we're looking up, I see these fucking patches looking down, it's like, oh, don't go to your flame manor. And of course, being ever the ever-so-loving person that I am, I went straight to flame manor. Of course. And uh, he is one of the NPCs there. And, uh, well, let's just say that uh, he's going to have something waiting in store for him after I'm done with him. <laughs> he's no longer alive. But, yes, I, do, I definitely experience why people <laughs> absolutely love to punch, punch the shit out of Patches, because... He's one of those characters that's kind of sniveling. He'll grovel for his life to be spared, and all of a sudden he'll do anything he can in his power in order to betray you. Oh, yeah, that's definitely something. But in closing and stuff, I'm at the battle with the whole, like, uh, Lord Rikard and stuff. After I'm finished with that boss battle, I want to get 
the runes that I got going right now, like the great runes and stuff, I want to activate them. So at least I will have some bit of the things to where use my rune arcs and stuff to fully charge them up when I'm going to other boss battles. So yeah, that's my slog through Elden Ring. <laughs> well, Gales, um, while you were, you were uh, talking about Elden Ring here, I, did, I was listening, I promise. Uh, but I did some investigative uh, journalism, as I do on this uh, three beers in at uh, 11.05 p.m. Central Time at night on a Friday. Um, so I was looking at the thing does, in fact, have a wrist, a little bit of a wrist. Um, and I was trying to figure out how to do it. So I did like a turkey thing here and I drew <laughs> <laughs> basically, And that's assuming that it's that small. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you can see on my screen here. If you're not, I apologize. Please go to YouTube.com. And search for drunk drunk nerds, and you'll find us here at the uh, one hour and sixteen minute mark. Here, I, I drew my hand on turkey. I used the back of one of my. Ta- I owe the uh, uh, the government thirty four dollars. I got to pay that this week. Uh, but um, yeah, so here here as you can see, I drew my I drew my hand. I traced my hand uh, like a turkey. I moved my finger, my middle finger. I moved it by accident, so you can see a little line there. But here's the needle, and I don't know like how long a needle is, but I assume that's close enough. Uh, so. It seems like it's doable, but you have to inject it with like the, the the pointer and possibly the middle finger, and you can push it into the thumb, and that's the only thing I could think of in my investigative journalism um, on this matter in four minutes. That's the best I can do. Uh, but we'll I'll re, I'll I'll look into it some more, and I'll come back to you with the full uh, sixty minute preview uh, next week. Uh, but Gables, before we get out of here, mm. I do we I did we didn't mention it last week. I think I might just do, make this an every other week thing. I'm not sure. Unless big things happen. Gables, we got to talk about Fantasy Critic. Okay. Some things have happened. So if you're watching on YouTube yep, still, uh, you can see on the screen here, uh, I am showing you our Fantasy Critic page. You can go there. In the link tree, I'll put the link to our th- our uh, Fantasy, Fantasy Critic at Fantasy Critic Games. Uh, Fantasy Critic, Fantasy Critic dot games rather. Um, and you can see, um, you can follow along. Our, you can, so it's open to see. You can't join it, but you can see in there and open, uh, and see what's going on with us. So um, we had you and I had three games come out today that are on our list. Yep. You had Ghostwire Tokyo. I had Kirby in the Forgotten Land and Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Uh, you have yeah. next week. You have uh, uh, Moss Book Two actually got a release date just recently. Yeah, coming out next next uh, week. Uh, and then I have Weird West coming out next week as well. Um, both of those coming out on the thirty first. And then we have, uh, I also have, uh, it'll be the show 22 and Lego Star Wars uh, coming out on the 5th. And then we don't have anything uh, as of right now until June. Uh, and then we have a few yes. games in June. So we're pretty clear there. Gables, you son of a bitch. I just fucking saw this. I haven't been on a thing in a while. Uh, Gables hmm. has bid on four games. And he's, I feel like Gables is just trying to hurt me at this point. He's just adding games to hurt me. Um Tachia, which is coming, supposed to be coming out sometime this spring. Uh, Trekayami, which has been in, at a couple of events uh, so far this year, is coming out sometime this spring as well. Uh, Gables also bid on The Quarry. You fucking C-word. You son of a bitch. Uh, and, and Nintendo Switch Sports and also Gotham Knights. Gables uh, bid on all five of those games. One, two, three, four. Yeah, five of those games. Um, fuck, I only got... I got 19 hours to figure out what I need to do. All right, I'm going to have to... How many points? All right, you, you, Gables has got fifty dollars. I got eighty-two dollars available on bidding bucks. So we'll have to see there. As of right now, 
So uh, here's some updated scores uh, going on here. So I have like Horizon. Uh, I got 19 points for Pokemon 13. Grand Shows about 7, sitting at 17 right now for that. Kirby the Forgotten Lands, one of the new games. I got 15 points for that. Uh, yes. Rainbow Six Extractions. Every time I look at it, I lose a point on it. So about two points. Uh, <laughs> Every time you look at it, you lose a point. <laughs> I, go, I lose a point. Uh, Dying Light 2, about six points. Destiny, Witch Queen, 18. Seafood, 10. Nobody Saves the World, 10. Uh, Tiny Teas Wonderland, one of the new games, at nine points. Um, Total Warhammer uh, 3, also keeps losing points, at 16 for that one, though. And then WWE 2K22 at six points. Um, but the uh, all the AEW wrestling game, which is on my list, Gables, uh, yeah. looks like the, the name might have leaked. Uh, AEW Fight Forever. So... Oh, we're getting closer. Okay. Apparently, you know, apparently it's, they're planning on it coming out here soon. So hopefully you got some Ooh. news on that one. So moving on here, a little Gable side here. We got Elden Ring at 31. Uh, Triangle Strategy at 13. Windjammers at 7. Uh, King of Fighters at 11. Tunic at 15. Uh, he's got a zero because he bid on Mario Kart. Fucking mm-hmm. idiot. What an idiot. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Surprisingly, only at a 76. Uh, a little yeah. lower than I thought. I thought it'd be. I, I was thinking high 70s, low 80s. Uh, so you got six points for that. Uh, all the other world at a 15. So, but you've only got five spots left and he bid yes, on five games. So Gable's three months of the year could be out of spots, um, which would be great for me. Maybe I'll let him take those. And then I have the rest of the year to add game. I still got nine spots left, uh, but right now Gable's is at 99 points. I got 142, but I have had 12 games come or no. Yeah. 12 games come out to Gable's only had seven games. So yes. yeah, that's kind of where we're sitting at right now. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on with us on that. Just want to mention it real fast. Uh, like I said, I might mention, it, I might bring it up next week, um, and then or in two weeks, uh, we'll we'll see. Um, but then, like I said, like as of right now, we had nothing really coming out. Uh, after like the the first week of April, we're pretty much out until June. So probably not going to mention it too many more times in the time being. But Gables, that will wrap it up for us this week. Um, if you liked all you liked all that you liked my hand drawing uh please let me know in the comments uh give us a big thumbs up on youtube uh download us wherever we're at on podcast uh like follow subscribe everywhere twitter facebook youtube tw- uh apple Podcasts, spotify all those places please like i said like follow subscribe um really would appreciate it like i said helps out a lot especially if you share it tell your friends um and i was just i was telling and i have been colonel gables so until next time everyone Have yourself a fun time. Definitely play some good games. But thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. And hey, Gables. Yep. Too sweet. Too too, Too sweet, man. Bump me. Bump me over here. Bump me over Uh... here. Ah! Bye, guys. (laughs) See ya.